Hi, this is Todd Glass, and you're listening to PF Tape Recorder. Huh? That's a good thing. Put a little music under that. I think you can do a lot with it. Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old friend Jimmy Pardo. And I'm and I'm tense and I'm watching the movie and, and, the, and he does it. He succeeds. He climbs this mountain with no ropes, no carabiners, no nothing. And I grab my half uh, empty tub of popcorn, my half uh, half uh, cup of beverage, and I go to leave and I miss. I don't see a half step. As a special bonus uh, this holiday weekend, when this is being released, uh, you're going to get Jimmy Pardo and no dumb bit, and to skip through anything, we're going to get to Jimmy in just a second. I would like to say, though, there's a song of the week coming up at the end of the show, chosen specially by Fangirl, and Fangirl's going to tell you what she's doing this summer. It's very exciting, and we just wanted to share it with you. But uh, first, let's go to our interview with Jimmy Pardo. Perfect timing. How you doing, man? Mm. How you been? Mm. Mm. I got it. Take it a sip of water. I'm good. Good. Um, now we're doing this. Is this are we uh, for podcast as well, or just the uh, the two po- print? The the po- uh, this is uh, for the podcast as well, and for City Pages, and for City Beat. How about that? Oh, City Pages and City Beat, two different Minneapolis and Cincinnati, correct, uh, respectively. Yes, yes. I only have to bug you once. How about that? Uh, perfect. All right. Well, let's knock it out. Uh, I, well, I didn't know. Uh, I guess because if it's uh, not for the podcast, I would probably speak in a different tone. Exactly. And um, But since it's for also the podcast, I'll turn it up a little bit, give you a little bit of Jimmy Charm, give you a little jazz. <laughs> right. Let Daddy do his work, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. But if it's for Prince, I go, well, here's the answers, and I, uh, I walk you through it, and then I, you know, like we hang up uh, kindly so, and exactly. never speak of it again. Exactly. Um, um, so I was gonna... I'm, doing, I'm doing well to answer your questions. I, you know, I've got my... Uh, my shoulder pain that I deal with from time to time, but otherwise I'm doing okay. Oh, okay. I didn't even know about that. I know you have a variety of ailments. Have you, are you seeing your doctor? Now, we all know who your doctor is, right? Yeah, I go to my guy, Dr. Rudy Bubat. Yes. Um, yes. You know, my buddy Rodney uh, told me about him many, many years ago. Yes. Um, I've been going to him ever since. And he's outlasted Rodney, which is surprising. It um, is. He must be, very, he must but, be up there. Uh, what's that? He must be up there, Dr. Dr. Bubat's. He's old. It's always, it's always, uh, it's, it's, it's concerning when you got in. You know, he's, uh, he's getting up there. He's getting a little shaky and a little old, a little forgetful. But uh, you know, you got a man with those kind of credentials. You, you don't, uh, you don't uh, dismiss him easily. Um, I hope any of your listeners understand we're talking about a fake human being. I think, I think they do. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, well, I, I, I thought about the reason I never got funny. I've got this. Uh, I tore my labrum. Uh, PF. What happened was. Uh, if you did not hear that particular episode, is uh, I went to see the movie uh, Free Solo. Are you familiar with that movie, PF? No. Free Solo? Hello? No. Hello? You there? Yeah, I hear, boy, that was weird. We kind of dropped out there for a second. That happens. Um, Free Solo, the award-winning documentary uh, documentary from last season. Uh, oh, no. Season. No, I didn't see that. I'll, I'll need to. Oh, you should see it. It's about the guy. I forget his name. He climbs El Capitan, the captain. 
he climbs this mountain, uh, but he does it free, free solo, they call it, where oh, he doesn't yeah, okay. use ropes right. or carabiners or any of that. He just climbs the face of a mountain. So I went to see that the same week that I saw Halloween, the new the new Halloween uh, whatever, 20 or whatever it was called. And that was a scary, tense movie. And then I went to see Free Solo, and I've never been more tense in my entire life watching uh-huh. a movie because uh, I did not know the outcome of it. I, I, I knew it was a documentary, but I didn't know, oh, my God, does this guy not make it? Does he make it? Does he die? Do we watch him fall? What? I didn't know anything about this movie. So I've never been more tense in my life, so I'm enjoying it. I'm eating my popcorn. I'm enjoying my drink, and I'm, and I'm tense, and I'm watching the movie, and, then the, and he does it. He succeeds. He climbs this mountain with no ropes, no carabiners, no nothing. And I grab my half-empty uh, tub of popcorn, my half-cup uh, half, uh, of beverage, and I go to leave, and I miss, I don't see a half-step. And in front of a packed matinee <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon in West Los Angeles, I, um, I trip, and uh, because I'm holding two things, I don't really, I'm not able to um, brace myself, so I fall in a way that kind of bounces me off a chair and then bounces me against the, the carpeted wall and then eventually to the ground where the popcorn and ice go scattering. Oh, my gosh. I have a rug burn all up and down my arm. Um, and I, uh, as it turns out, I then t- I tore my labrum um, doing this. So what I'm saying, PF, is that I watched a movie where a man climbed a mountain <laughs> with no help whatsoever. <laughs> And I couldn't leave a movie theater uh, without injuring myself. Now, I should point out, I also did it with no ropes, no carabiners. Um, but uh, just the ridiculousness of, and then being in so much pain where I wanted, like was, I, I was laughing at myself because, the, because it, the irony was not lost on me. Even in the moment of how ridiculous it is that I can't leave a movie theater after what I just watched a man do, uh, yet I was in so much pain. So I, it was a combination of, Laughing at myself and trying, honestly, not to sob like an idiot in front of a room full of people that just watched this happen. Um, so that I gathered up my stuff and like tried to walk to my <laughs> car, like as if like, oh yeah, certainly nobody, nobody just saw me make an ass out of myself. I'm fine. It was horrible. Oh my gosh, uh, I fell in a parking lot a couple of months ago. And sa- same thing. I wasn't okay. even doing it. Yeah, and um, I w- came out of a bakery. Forgot my wife wanted a lovely dessert. Ran back into the bakery before the line got long again and tripped on a little concrete curbing and fell hard right in the parking lot. And I realized I've got to be more careful because I've, I have insurance, but I've got the kind of insurance that's like, it's not really insurance. It's like you're going to owe thousands and thousands of dollars if you get hurt, sir. So, um, But luckily I was okay. I was a little sore for a couple of days, but yeah, I got to yeah, watch it. I was once with a young lady, uh, a woman named Lori, who actually lives there in Ohio. Uh, now she was in Chicago at the time, but... Uh, we were walking in Chicago one night uh, back from a, from a show at a, at a club and she slipped on the, on the ice. And then it was like, uh, she's like, Oh man, that really hurts. Like, and we were kind of laughing cause it was stupid, you know, that we, she slipped on the ice. And then like a week later she goes, Hey, I had to go to the doctor. I, I broke my, uh, my coccyx. I broke my, my tailbone. Oh my gosh. It's like, Jesus Christ. It, it, it's like, we, we all got to be more careful is what I'm yes. saying. Peter. Yeah, we need to live in a bubble. <laughs> One of those big soccer bubbles. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, that, yeah we got to be uh, John Travolta and the uh, boy in the plastic bubble. Yep. Um, so when you're, I didn't look at the, I should have just looked at the club website, but you can answer this question now. Are, are we just getting Jimmy for two days or are we getting a Never Not Funny Live in Cincinnati, which I think we've Oh, no, just Jimmy. Just Jimmy for oh, two man. days in both locations. Um, 
you know, those are both those are both locations that we could certainly bring Never Not Funny uh, to. We've never been to Cincinnati, uh, but I think that would be a great venue for Never Not Funny. Absolutely. Um, uh, but we we've done it in, in um, Minneapolis, and it was wonderful. Uh, we sold it out and uh, had great fans and great uh, great response. Uh, but this time it's just me showing up and talking about my brand new belt that I've been <laughs> talking about for three years. <laughs> Um, yeah, for the Minneapolis show, uh, I gave you a break and I talked to Max. I figured uh, Matt only does, you know, a, a handful of podcasts. So, um, and that episode did pretty well. People like hearing from your business partner. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, another one that is like that is Paula Poundstone has been on my show three times. When I asked her, as I always do, if you can use the audio for my podcast, she seemed, as you would put it, confused and frightened, but acquiesced. And it's strange for two reasons. Like I said, she's been on before. And she has her own podcast now, and uh, I told her, and I tell her this all the time, yours is one of the most downloaded episodes, I think because she doesn't do very many podcasts, and she's very popular. She does not do a lot. When, when, in fact, it took her years before she did Never Not Funny. Um, and when she was on, of course, uh, uh, a fan, uh, an instant Never Not Funny fan favorite, and then she oh, yeah. brought her own listeners yeah, yeah. Uh, into the mix, which is always the uh, what you want. Um and, uh, but I think it's all new to her. I think it's all new to her. Even though she has a podcast, I think, you know, uh, I think that, boy, you know, these are all people I look up to. So I don't want everyone yeah, to sound like yeah, a yeah. derogatory of, you know, people from a generation. But it took, like, it took Paul Reiser a little while to realize, oh, these are, this is a thing. This yeah. is, oh, like everybody. You know, uh, J- Jimmy Pardo's not bothering me to do this. He's actually helping me promote my projects by having yes, me on. Yes. Yes. Whereas in, I'm actually yeah. bothering you right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this is this is a complete uh, bother. This is complete inconvenience. Uh, morning. Um, well, I think too, though, with Paula and with Paul Reiser, is that they've also gotten to the level where they can actually hire other people to do the heavy lifting. Whereas when you and Maddie started this, uh, you know, you guys had to do a lot of the you know work on your own. Of course, now that's shifted, you know, most to Matt and the and the, the other two knuckleheads. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love Garen. I, I work for yeah. Garen <laughs> uh, with Garen and Elliot. They know they, they they do a lot of the heavy lifting too. But I, in fact, I, a guy I'm friendly with in Chicago that is a sports podcast. He just records it. Hanlon talking about defunct, near and dear to my heart, defunct sports leagues and all that other kind of weird nonsense. Uh, and that's more than one episode. That is more. Shockingly, you'd be you'd be surprised. Well, you figure how many defunct sports leagues there are, just the big ones, and then each team in that league has its own weird story. So yeah, this guy oh, could yeah, go on. Of course. Yeah, and then it, it isn't just that though. He does like old timey baseball. He had a guy on about the Federal League. He's had guys on, you know, talking about uh, you know other uh, the Seattle Pilots. They did an episode about that. So yeah, it's really an endless well. You think at the service, like, how, well, how long can this go on? But yeah, he's. It's limitless. And you, and you enjoy it. Do you find uh, the gentleman to be entertaining as well? I find him be entertaining. He gets great guests. And it's a, yeah, it's just a, well, and of course, it, it my, my my day job, of course, is dependent upon it too. And because, you know, we do, since you shirts and old school shirts, we do all those, not only, you know, old stores and things like that that used to be in Cincinnati and aren't anymore, but uh, defunct sports teams and leagues and things like that. And we do those on old school. In fact, you even bought a shirt from us. I bought the WMET. That is correct. Very popular shirt. And my blog post on that does really well, which is strange. <laughs> we found oh, that. Do you, do you mention me in that blog post? I think you do. Uh, I may, yeah, I may, I can't remember if I wrote that before or after. Uh, I'm, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. And then I meant, yeah, because I wrote you and said, hey, you got a little shout out for you. And yeah, that's what it was. I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got, 
In fact, I might have to buy a new one of those. I think that one might have shrunk up to where I... Uh, oh, that's weird. Uh, it does not fit me comfortably Ooh. under the armpits. Oh, that shouldn't... Um, they shouldn't fit with that poly-cotton like, blend. Uh, what's that? That poly-cotton blend of ours, that shouldn't... Because I, I don't usually dry my T-shirts, but I wash and dry ours, and I, that's, uh, I'm wearing one right now, and it's, um, it's fitting me like a glove, the proverbial glove. Listen, I, I, I'm not disparaging the product. I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, maybe there's a chance that I gained a pound or two, and it doesn't fit me, maybe. but I wanted to blame the shrinking. There you go. Yeah, okay. Uh, I can see that. Uh, I may have bought the wrong size. I'm between a small and a medium is the problem, PF, and a small fits me perfectly for a day or two. Yeah, I know what uh, you mean. Um, not a day or two. You wear a T-shirt once, but, uh, you know, like the first, maybe the first one or two wearings, and then it's, it, it somehow gets a little tight, whether it's not supposed to shrink or, uh, or whatever, but a medium always starts out too blousy, and I don't like it uh, too blousy. You're right, I'm, exactly. I'm stuck between sizes. I'm, st- I'm the same. I usually do a, a, a large and most thing or an extra large and most T-shirts, like a concert T-shirt, but in our stuff, I'm almost always a large, but then still it's not quite, you know... I don't know. It's, it's 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 a tough it's a tough nut to crack. Um, well, listen, we go we, we we do the best we can while our, this administration is doing their job. We we have to worry <laughs> about our t-shirts. So I get I get the str- I get the pressure our president's under. That's I get it. <laughs> true. So, um, so what else are you up to besides the podcast that people should know about? Because um, you always have your well, we've got uh, new episodes of playing games That's starting right. uh, May the twelfth. Okay. Um, and our first episode has Jamila Jamil on it, and. Um, you know, playing games is the great, you know, half hour, kind of the half hour version of Ever Not Funny that, you know, is really just a, uh, it's a game show with nonsense surrounding it. Um, and so that, yeah, we got uh, what, seven, eight, eight new episodes starting May 12th of that coming Okay, out. cool. We'll link uh, to that. And then, of course, uh, well, these, these things, these interviews will come out after Parkcastathon, um, <coughs> which is happening May 4th. Um and, oh, that's right. Uh, that's 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 really it, man. Just a little bit of traveling and uh, you know playing games coming up, and then you know continuing never not funny, and you know hoping to you know always attract new listeners and uh, hope people get uh, get on board with that nonsense. There you go. Yeah, I'm a little behind. I, th- I think I'm still a couple of months behind in my never not funnies because I used to have an hour drive to work each way, so I could knock out. Right. Yeah, but now I work from home mostly, and if I do go to one of our locations, it's like a 20 minute drive. So. Uh, but I remember one episode turning to music, uh, and this is from, this is from last year probably. You had seen that uh, new wave show in um, not the Retro Futura one; it was a different one. But uh, Psych Furs and OMD were on the bill, and uh, you told your guest it was it was a lady, uh, can't remember who it was, that um, Psych Furs should have closed that show. And I'm like, I, to be fair, I didn't see that show, but I was like, you know me, I can't imagine that could be possible that OMD doesn't close no, that show. I believe that. I want to say, P.F., you and I even spoke about this because the last time we talked. We could, uh, yeah, we could have. I, I, or, or maybe I didn't, maybe I did not reveal to you because I knew of your love of OMD. <laughs> yeah. um, they could not close that show. Really? Um, since you brought this up, is the only reason I'm being this... That's fine. Uh, no, no, go for it. Uh, 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 blunt about it. Uh, well, I respect Lightfers your opinion. blew the roof off the place, hmm. and the only thing OMD had going was Andy jumping around with his bass. Well, that's um, okay. To be that's a fair play. It, that's a fair play. Yeah. Say it again. That's a that's a fair on, play. You, you kind of you kind of broke up again. Go ahead. Go I, I said that's a fair play. I, I I I can totally see that. If that's yeah. Now it makes yeah, sense it now. Just, you know, at the end of the day, uh, as as many hits as OMD had, Psych First had more, at least more recognizable songs. Oh, I'd argue that. Um, <laughs> uh, We're gonna have to fight again. I, I love the Psych First. But uh, they, I, I love Psych First, by the way. In this room, they had more recognizable <laughs> songs. Um, 
and they they brought an energy that OMD quite frankly could not follow. Again, that on this particular night. Yeah, they were here last um, year, and I didn't I didn't go to see them because they were kind of like an hour out of town, and it was like a festival kind of thing, and we weren't sure. But I mean, I've seen those guys a couple times, but that was back in the day, and loved them by the way. In fact, we saw them the night we got engaged. Ocean Blue with the opening act. Oh, yeah, yeah. So fond memories of Psych First, to be certain. Um, Okay, I just went, yeah, but now that you now that you put it that way, yeah, can I, cause Martin Cooper, the other keyboard player, he sits down now during the show, <laughs> and yeah, even when he does the saxophone, he barely stands up. Yeah, yeah, that's up. true, that's true. Um, yeah, it all makes And the songs just kind of seem a little bit more, uh, they, it, uh, I don't know how to, it, I don't want to use the phrase soft rock, because it, I, don't, I don't think that's fair, but... You know, it's a little more mellow than the Psych Furs. And so when you had the, 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 the hmm. frenetic energy of the Psych Furs and then into... I guess, yeah. And maybe the darkness I mean, also of the, of the Psych Furs into the, the mellowness of OMD, just... There is an I, intensity I, with the Furs. I probably sure, sure. walk out going, but OMD was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there is a certain intensity with the Furs now that you mention it, even in, you know, the, the songs from Mirror Moves, which is probably one of my favorite albums of the 80s. Um Okay, I, that'll, yes. that'll make sense. And so, what else have you seen uh, music-wise? Uh, you you were saying the uh, I, I saw Book of Love uh, last Friday. I don't know if you remember those kids. And um, I couldn't get anybody to go with me. Finally, my mate Greg just did, did, agreed to go. Didn't know them from Adam. Uh, decided to go. I almost went by myself. And my wife's like, "Wasn't that sad?" I'm like, "My friend Jimmy goes to shows all the times by by himself." Because you had mentioned that. Yeah, right episode. yeah, yeah. So it's no big deal. But again, Greg ended up going with me, and he had a good time. So many people knew him at the show in the audience because you know this man's 30 years old now and uh so he lived here when they were a thing and all his friends were there and he had no idea that all his friends were there but um wait i'm sorry i'm sorry you saw book of love book of love you said yeah you remember them i don't i i i i i don't uh what i somewhat what was i kind of picture an album cover what was their song uh the first big single was boy uh, Pretty Boys and Pretty Girls was another big hit of theirs, and yeah. um, I mean, so you make me feel so good, which is my favorite song. There's the song Medigliani is in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's the scene where the train is going through Missouri and it breaks down, and they have to get off. Right. And that's yeah, that's them. I mean, certainly, like I said, I'm able to pull the album cover, but I just can't pull their sound. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and, and, and ignore your wife. Go by yourself. Next oh yeah, time. yeah. She the refused. beauty of going by yourself is you don't have to worry about that other person. If they are exactly. they enjoying it, or are they not enjoying it? Do they want to leave? Do they want to stay through the encore? What do they want to? If you go by yourself, you you make all this. You call the shots. Exactly. Yeah. And the irony is, uh, when we were just friends in college, I convinced her to drive me to Cleveland to see them, and she seemed to have a good time. Then lead singer bummed a cigarette off her backstage. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, but she did, did not care to relive the memory last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, want to, didn't want to revisit that uh, that evening. No, no, no. Um, the other thing is, once you get there, you know, if you're doing it right, you're not talking during the show anyway, so you're kind of by yourself anyway. So, exactly. Um, yeah, why not? Uh, why not? Uh, and to that end, uh, to answer your question, I yes, I went to see most recently. I saw uh, uh, Bob Seger. Saw Bob Seger. Oh yeah. Uh, I like Bob. I'm not a big four. '70s guy, but I, I like Bob Seger. I'm, I'm not a big '70s guy. I love Bob Seger. I listened to him when I was a kid on CKLW Radio out of Detroit. Of course, they played him yeah, a lot. I, obviously, I mean, they played nothing but Bob Seger. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I do a joke in my act about it, and I feel bad about it because I like Bob Seger. In fact, I changed it to Bon Jovi because I felt bad crapping on Bob Seger. But there was a station in Detroit where I was working, doing a club there, maybe Chaplin's, 
where they uh, an announcer came on and says, we play more Bob Seger than any station in the country. I'm like, thanks for the warning. <laughs> um, but I love Bob Seger, so I yes. felt bad making that joke, so I hinged to Bon Jovi. Um, there you go. Anyhow, uh, he was great. Uh, enjoyed the Bond, uh, enjoyed the Bob Seger show. Uh, but the one that I saw recently, uh, another one I went by myself was Phil Collins, um, who I never had seen live. And first saw Genesis or Phil Collins in their quote unquote, in their heyday. Um, it was like, I've always wanted to see, uh, Phil. And, uh, I have to say it, it might be my top five favorite shows of all time. I'm not surprised. It was, Phenomenal. I'm sorry. I'm not surprised. I got turned around on Phil Collins. I never much cared for Phil Collins. I like Genesis all right, but I, I really almost hated Phil Collins. And two things turned me around. Uh, one was uh, a friend of the show, Lights. She's a young Canadian singer. Uh, she's been on our show a couple times. It turns out that's her big influence in music ever. Okay. So that's one. And there was a story on This American Life. One of the producers. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you, that, uh, Carly Steins. Yeah, she broke up with her boyfriend, and they and I, they thought they were ironically liking Phil Collins, but it turns out they actually did. And then she interviewed him, and that first album right. of his is like, that's a real album. It's like, I was going to do this junky, jazzy pop thing, but my I got divorced, and I decided to write some real songs. I'm like, oh, wow, dude. <laughs> Totally turned around yeah, now, yeah. Uh, I'm right there I with think, him. I think it might have been the same interview that turned me around on him. Uh, yeah, I yeah. agree with you on that. Because um, uh, I could, you know, I, I was working in the record store, you know, in the mid-80s when, you know, Sister Studio and, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and all of his stuff was, mm-hmm. you know, just way too in your face. Yep. And I was like, you know, God damn it. I'm, I, I loved That's All by Genesis. I loved In yes. the Air Tonight by Phil Collins Solo. So mm-hmm. I liked some previous stuff, but then... When No Jacket Required came out, I was like, oh, my God, every other song, first of all, every song on that album basically became a hit. Yes. And then, so he was never off the radio for two years straight. Um, and then I was like, I never need to hear this guy again in my life. And then <laughs> I heard that interview, and I started you know, dabbling with it. And then uh, when, I, when I started switching back over to vinyl and buying old vinyl again, I was like, you know what, I'll buy some old Phil Collins and see what's going on. And all of a sudden, I'm listening to No Jacket Required as if it was uh, new listening. And... And when he was coming to L.A., it's like, well, I had to go see Phil Collins. And, uh, it, you know, I, I think all my reasons for ignoring him are valid, that he just was too present. But yeah. even the song, like, even the uh, the songs afterwards, not not the crap, not the Disney crap. That that was the, thank God he did that so I can go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> but um, every other song was phenomenal. And uh, and he was he sounded great. You know, he has to sit on a stool the whole time because he has back and foot uh, mm-hmm. problems. But... Uh, I don't care. I don't need a guy sure. running around. Uh, exactly. You sound great. You sound great. Yeah. Um, anybody new you're into? Because I know you're, you'd like to keep up with um, with today's music. I have to admit that I am not. Uh, I am not. You know, this revisiting vinyl has made me, you know, really stuck in my ways. Uh, the most recent thing is probably Greta Van Fleet, which um, I do like and do enjoy, and the rest of the world tells me I'm wrong. Um, that's no, li- nothing I've... but Zeppelin ripoffs, and how dare I like them? Oh, really? Uh, that's strange. But no. I like them. I know a lot of people uh, that like them. It, it didn't take for me, probably because I don't, I don't like Zeppelin to begin with. So that's which is a horrible, oh. horrible. I know, right? That's a horrible thing to say out loud <laughs> to eight, eight, no, eight okay. to nine thousand listeners. I, I, there's but... some 
classic bands that I'm sure that just, you brought up. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I'm not the biggest Beatles fan, which I know is the uh, crazy thing to say. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, um. Well, I'm you're going to judge you for your my young, Zeppelin ways. My youngest daughter is right there with you. Her favorite bands are chronologically uh, the Beach Boys. Sorry, uh, Weezer. Oh. The, the Clash is her favorite. Weezer, and then she likes a bunch of today's. Uh, she uh, this kid Rat Boy. She likes a lot. Uh, this band Wallows. Uh, the one kid's in uh, Thirteen Reasons Why, but the, he had a rock band before, and so they're out touring. And uh, what else? Oh, Declan McKenna says she likes a lot of contemporary stuff, but she also she's got every decade covered. Weezer is another one she likes. So just every she has every decade uh, covered. <laughs> it's beautiful, but she's not. A, she has every uh, every little uh, era covered, uh, and and all like she went out of her way to pick bands. I don't it, care. I know, right? <laughs> and yeah. uh, not a Beatles fan uh, either, I though. See there's a new Clash documentary, and I, I love any. I love Ooh. a documentary about bands, even if I don't like the band. Yes, and I like you know I like three songs maybe by the Clash, but I, I never got into them the way. And maybe maybe if I revisited them, I would go, "Holy shit! I missed the boat on the Clash. I got to get back on board with them." And um, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, I've kind of been uh, force-fed the back catalog, but I do enjoy it a lot more than I r- remember. So um, I've been because she plays them, you know, a lot. Of course, on the drive to school, we get a lot of that, right? And, yeah. So um, yeah, then uh, again, but not a big. She's not a big Beatles fan, and she's not afraid to say it. Now her older sister is, but um, Lizzie has no, Lizzie has no time for such foolishness. Get rid of your fab well, four she's nonsense. A child, uh, know. you know, it's. Uh... You know, guys that are you know close to our age to say they don't like the Beatles is like people look at you like you're out of your skull. <laughs> um, you know, all the people that you know that you and I, you know, or certainly I, you know, admired you know musically. The, you know that they you know they say that the Beatles are their biggest influence and they changed their life. Uh, so it's interesting that I would like them, but I don't like their inspiration. Yeah, well, um, that, yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, a lot of bands like you'll, you're, you'll interview with your favorite band, and they'll be like, "Oh, we like so and so and so," and I'll be like. Like Kraftwerk, I like Kraftwerk just fine. You know, there's like eight, nine songs that are, that are fine, but huge influence on OMD, on Depeche Mode, on Human League, all groups I love. But I'm like, when it comes to the Kraftwerk, right. I'm like, eh, Velvet Underground, handful of really cool songs, influenced a ton of people. But I'm like, meh, I don't need any more yeah, than that well, you, than that one album. You pick, you pick two perfect ones there that uh, I kind of feel the same way, like. You say you don't like the Velvet Underground. They were like, how are you in the music business? Like, no, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the you know, songs that are uh, good are great. Good for you, hipster. Yeah, right. The, song, the songs are good or great, but other than that, no. Uh, so is, is your son in, at that age where he's starting to get into music now? Uh, you know, he's very much into 80s music. He, good he for was, him. Uh, You're raising, we, we raising him well. We had a long conversation about what makes or what doesn't make a, a hair band. You know, it's, oh. you know uh, he would, you know, because he, did, he didn't grow up like we did, you know, he he literally has no idea what these bands look like. So he just hears uh-huh. their songs on, you know, uh, Spotify or Sirius XM. So he just, you know, so to him, Poison is not a hair band, even though I don't think a band looks more hair band than Poison. True. Um, so like he's like, oh, po- Dad, Poison's just a pop band. That's a, they're not hair band. You know, Bon Jovi's a hair band, and uh, or Cinderella's a hair band. I'm like, well. They're all kind of labeled hair bands, and if you ever saw Poison, you'd go, "Holy crap, they are a hair band!" But so we just had a, a long conversation about what makes or doesn't make a hair band, um, and then we talked about what makes or doesn't make a uh, uh, power ballad. Um, so, but he's, he's very much, and again, it's it's my influence, and that he, when he's in the car with me, you know, we listen to basically eighties music, and but it, it seems to be what he leans towards and what he enjoys. Um, but he's obsessed with. Here's what's happening lately. He's obsessed with John Mulaney, the comedian John Mulaney. So are Lizzie and um, Hannah. They are proper John Mulaney stands, as the young people say. Yeah. Is that? It's um. 
it's crazy, man. Like, yeah. and, and he's and the thing is, he's not wrong. That last oh, yeah. episode may be the best hour of oh, ever my God. comedy. Yeah. I've been doing this a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, uh, so when he, you know, when I hear him in the other room doing a puzzle and he'll say, you know, uh, Alexa, play John Mulaney. It's like, you know, that he's listening to that instead of music these days. So, oh, yeah. oh hang on, Alexa's not talking. Alexa, stop it. <laughs> Thank you. Talking to P.F. Wilson. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, so yeah, she just shut herself down. She didn't understand anything. There you go. Um, right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on with him. Cool. Oh, very good. Because it's, uh, I, I think at some point, of course, you're, it, it, will, it will turn and he'll be introducing you to, to music because that's what happened with uh, with R2. Um, you know, you'll start, it, it's, a, it's a great, you know, way to open up and you know, see what's going on. And in, in today's music scene, I sense he'll probably, he likes music well, that much, I I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna quote my son, uh, Dad. I like being in the car with you because you you play music. I like all the kids at school play crap. Oh, so, there you go. <laughs> uh, and by the way, he probably he, my son wouldn't even say crap. He he, he thinks he thinks that's a dirty word, so he oh, would just probably goodness. would have said junk. So um, I just wanted to, to to not misquote him. There you go. Um, but yeah, he's uh, I, so I don't see that happening anytime soon uh, because he is not liking what the kids are playing at school. Okay. Well, they're very good. Only these. The sounds like the young man has taste. In any case. Well, I hope. That, yeah, but it, I, I'm. He should be discovering new music. That's what you and I did at that age. What your kids that are doing, is. like that. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what he should be doing. He should not. He should not be living, reliving his, <laughs> his dad's childhood along with him. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm glad mine uh, didn't uh, didn't do that. You know, like I, I, it's nice. Although they they hate OMD, so you you'll be happy to know that. Oh, I am happy to know that those guys ruined a concert for me. <laughs> they did. All right, man. Well, I'm seeing them in September, though. They're headlining in Cincinnati. I couldn't be more excited. Well, well, enjoy it. I'm sure you. I mean, look, uh, my favorite band is Chicago, as you know. And, yes, uh, and uh, there are some people that think that they are the worst, most boring band in the world. So, oh no, no, I, uh, I like them. I am never one to judge anybody's likes or dislikes. That's and I consider them a '70s band, even though they started in '67, '68, right? Yeah. Okay. But I consider them a '70s band, even though the big, big, big hits in the '80s. But uh, I—that's one of the few '70s I like a lot. Uh, Chicago, Queen, uh, Supertramp. Um, yeah. So ELO. So I'm not. I'm not uh, completely dismissive. That ELO this. show I saw last year was terrific as well. I'm not the biggest ELO fan, but I went to that show and thought it was terrific. Yeah, I've uh, heard nothing but good things about the uh, the ELO live show. So. Uh, my friend Rich, you you just mentioned one. My friend Rich made the great joke about how the ELO show was every every hipster in the world was talking about how ELO is my favorite. Like they, they haven't talked about ELO for years, but they come into town and everybody's like, "You got to go to the ELO show." I'm at ELO. I was ELO. This is the greatest thing in the world. ELO. I, I, no, I've always loved ELO. It's like the next one to do that is going to be Supertramp, where they oh, if yeah. they ever come as a band and under and not just Roger Hodgson doing a solo show, which right. he does locally and nobody gives a crap. Yes, but. If he was to say Supertramp, he would fill out he would sell out the forum for three nights, and everybody would go, "You got to see Supertramp, man!" It's like, "Yes, you oh, yeah. he was next to your house last week. What are you talking about?" <laughs> right, and he had he had all the good songs, but yeah, those guys got to patch patch some things up. Um, surprised they haven't. Yeah, that's, that's where the money is. Oh, maybe they don't need it. They sold enough albums back in the day. They, he sent up a Northern Yeah, but Cal- you know what? You're, you know, all these guys seem to somehow need the money again, and. And I do True. think that if they, again, Roger, you know, it's the same with like Roger Daltrey. When Roger Daltrey does a solo thing, he plays the Ace Hotel, the small little venue. But when the Who comes, they do the Hollywood Bowl. It's fascinating. It is. Do you like, think there would be enough, you know, fans of his to, that would, you know, would be able to you know, to fill a bigger place? I 100% agree. But for some reason, like, so I think it's the same with Supertramp. I think if they, 
you know, Roger Hudson again is able to do these smaller venues, but if they just throw that little, you know, that label on it, I, I literally they could sell all three shows at the Forum, which would be insane. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. I want to keep you any longer because then we're already up, up at a half an hour here, and uh, you probably have things well, to do. I've actually got to get the physical therapy for my shoulder. Oh, so there you it, go. Super. Uh, the timing works out well for us to finish. Great. Well, we'll talk baseball next time because uh, it's still early in the I season. I look forward so to it. Uh, your, your, uh, your Indians are doing uh, okay, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lost a lot of firepower uh, in the lineup. Yeah. Pitching's a little suspect, but hope they'll turn things around. Yeah, and the White Sox are—we're uh, only two under five hundred. I, yeah. I think the division's up for grabs, quite frankly. I think I, I whoever think, gets hot is going to win that division. I think it's a lot closer than the Indians planned, which was when they let let go all the people in that batting order, like Michael Brantley and all that. I, but we're cool, man. I don't know what they were. I don't. I didn't understand that offseason yeah. at all. I was like, why are you doing a semi rebuild at a time where you should be dominating well, that division? Save money because if they, they thought they could win it, then play you know three games in October, and it's a plane ride back to Cleveland. <laughs> right, that's a great point. <laughs> all right, sir. Uh, all right, dude. I'll talk to you very soon. All right, man. Talk to you later. Thanks, Dan. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again to Jimmy Pardo for being on the show. You can catch Jimmy. Let me see. It's going to be May 31st through June 1st at the Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. And those are the uh, last dates he has posted for the year, but I'm sure there'll be more. Just go to jimmypardo.com for all your Jimmy Pardo information, including links to Never Not Funny and all that fun stuff. And uh, as promised now, we won't waste any more time. We're going to get right to our special guest, and here we go. So we're here with Fangirl, and uh, did you ever pick out a song of the week for... I told it to you. What was it? Oh. It was it was Lana's doing Time cover. Oh, okay. I will uh, dig that up, and that'll be our... I just really want to know like, how many Lana fans have no idea it's a Sublime cover. Like, so many of them. It's got to oh, be sure. so many. I'm sure that's the case. A lot of people don't realize when uh, covers are actually And covers. she hasn't released music in so long that everyone's like, oh, is this hinting at the sound of yeah. the new album? And it's like, no, it's hinting at the sound of the 2000s. <laughs> like, I remember when Annie Lennox brought out uh, her version of No More I Love Yous. Uh, I was the first to tell everybody that yeah. that was a Lover Speak song. Do you know Year 3000 is a cover by the Jonas Brothers? What's that? Year 3000 by the Jonas Brothers is a cover. No, I didn't know that. All almost, most of the Jonas Brothers songs are covers of a UK boy band that they really? made like less dirty. Yeah, tea. It's so much tea. You have to look it up. Wow. You'll be fascinated. Wow. All right. So anyway, uh, I promised people week after week that, that that they'd find out what's happening to Fangirl this summer. So here's <laughs> that the big sounds thing. so ominous. It's not bad. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, I told them it was good, <laughs> but I wanted you to be able to tell them. So what will you be doing uh, this summer? Uh, off from school. Um, I am going to be interning at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is something that I've wanted to do since I was in high school, and I never thought it would happen. Uh, Crazy stuff. What? You got to make sure you say it right. It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, actually, it, only, it says on the yeah. card I have here. I thought, oh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Step and Museum. Off, PF. Jeez. Right? I get. Well, they dropped the museum part. Well, there you go. That's the first thing as an intern. That yeah. <laughs> so anyway, if you're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Just the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, no museum. Uh, this summer, uh, maybe you'll see Fangirl. Yeah, I will right. be. I will be on. They say the same thing as Disney. They say on stage. I will be on stage most of the time. So, hello. Oh, great. Hello. You'll be a cast member. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> All right. So, song of the week again is "Doing Time" by Lana Del Rey, originally by Sublime. PS tape recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Summertime. 
And the living's easy Rallies on the microphone with Ross MG All the people in the dance will agree that We're well qualified to represent the LBC Me, me and Louis We gonna run to the party and dance to the rhythm It gets harder Take this veil from off my eyes 